Welcome to Spreading Pandemic Politics. My name is Matteo Hermann Feschi. I am 18 years old, current high school student from Germany and your host for this podcast. The COVID-19 pandemic has impacted politics both international and domestic by affecting human rights and freedoms, democracy, elections and much more. Spreading Pandemic Politics is about rising awareness and discussing the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on political and social issues, democracy and human rights from a teen's perspective. Also hosting different teenagers all over the world. So I recently thought a lot about the still ongoing COVID-19 crisis and how it still affects every corner of our lives. And I asked myself, is it really almost one and a half years since everything started? Well, <laughs> damn, that's a really long time. And I know that opinions are highly divergent about how countries are currently handling the vaccinations and everything. So, in general, the concern with the COVID-19 pandemic has been protecting the public health, which is, of course, the major concern when it comes to a health crisis. And I really don't want to question that, no. But the health pandemic is not the only pandemic created by the COVID-19 crisis. COVID-19 has also deepened a crisis for democracy around the world. So what has started as a worldwide health crisis has become a global crisis for democracy and human rights. And especially in countries with struggling democracies and in repressive states, the situation has deteriorated a lot. For example, according to Freedom House, the condition of democracy and human rights has worsened in 80 countries since the outbreak with governments throughout the world using the crisis as an excuse to abuse their power, silence critics, disrupt elections and undermine systems of accountability. To better understand these abuses of power, we first need to elaborate on the essential pillars of democracy that are being threatened by the COVID-19 pandemic. The first one can be classified as accountability and transparency in government. Throughout history, there has never been any government that supports accountability and transparency as a democratic one. Even till today, the most transparent governments in the world are usually democratic in nature. Then we have periodic elections and throughout period elections, Democracy is able to avoid dictatorship by leaders. And finally, equality and fundamental human rights. Democracy tries to carry everybody along. That is why the system is loved by many. And even when there is a majority and minority in political decision-making processes, democracy still provides and makes space for the minority. Human rights are free given, which are inalienable and immutable. These rights include the right to life, right to freedom of speech, right to freedom of expression, freedom of movement, etc. 
And especially free media and expression is important because it enables the media to pass protective information to the people of the community for their safety, just like the press passes the information of helpful tips about the coronavirus. Let's start with accountability and transparency in government. According to a survey reported by Freedom House, 62% of survey respondents distrust pandemic-related information relayed by national governments. As government officials at all levels move quickly to respond to COVID-19 and protect the public's health, it is vital that they also safeguard the public's ability to participate in and access information about those decisions. Transparency about the decisions the government makes is important as it is neither normal nor healthy for democracy to hide public health related decisions and would only let the citizens doubt the government, their decisions and democracy itself. Especially at a time when whistleblowers and others have contributed to the public awareness of how governments have responded to this crisis, it is crucial that we see exactly how decisions with potential life-altering ramifications are made. Experts from around the world expressed broad skepticism of government's information on the coronavirus. A 62% majority, as I've mentioned, of a survey respondents said that they distrust what they are hearing about the pandemic from the national government in the country of focus. And among not free countries, 77% distrust such information. Again, this was a survey conducted by Freedom House. Since this podcast has an emphasis on teens that share their opinions on political and social issues concerning the COVID-19 crisis, I myself can relate to this. And many of my friends from my local high school in Germany not necessarily completely distrust the information they hear, but rather don't see any transparency in the decisions the government makes. Um, and especially when it comes to the vaccination in Germany and the AstraZeneca vaccine. I know that this doesn't necessarily affect the youth, since only people above the age of 60 are being vaccinated in Germany right now, but it is still something that they are really wondering about. First, everyone could get the vaccine. After that, only people below the age of 60 and now only people above the age of 60. This does not only bring a lot of confusion, but also causes distrust in the government and in the decision it takes and whether they are right or wrong. That being said, for now, let's move on to the second pillar. Periodic elections. So many presidential, legislative and other elections were postponed and thus disrupted. Given the rapid onset of the pandemic and the acute health risks it posed to the voters, postponements were not always unreasonable, of course. Yet such moves frequently failed to meet democratic standards, either because new elections were not scheduled promptly or because officials set new dates without making adequate preparations for safe and secure voting. According to a study of the International Institute for Democracy 
and electoral assistance from 21st February 2020 until 28th March 2021, at least 78 countries and territories across the globe have decided to postpone national and subnational elections due to COVID-19, out of which at least 41 countries and territories have decided to postpone national elections and referendums. 2021 is what we call it in Germany the super election year in our country. There are not only many German regional elections, but also the Bundestag election and with that the election of a new Chancellor of Germany. In this situation, the whole politics of COVID-19 has become a single election campaign. So, in 2021, the parties are finding it increasingly difficult to reach voters. Door-to-door -door election campaigns and stands on market squares are not possible in times of restricted contact. This needs to be balanced by a digital strategy. And another challenge is that the election campaign has to be different due to the expected high percentage of postal voters. Postal voters usually cast their votes earlier rather than in the final days before the election. At the same time, the period of two to three weeks before the election is the period in which the parties usually intensify their campaigning again. Accordingly, the parties must equalize their electoral campaigns and conduct, let's just call them hot campaigns, from the time the postal ballot papers are sent out. And when it comes to campaigning, especially one party has a huge advantage in Germany, which is called Alliance 90, the Greens. In the event of an online election campaign, the Greens would have a twofold advantage. Their potential voters are more present online and in the social media than the older voters of the union, CDU slash CSU, and the SPD. In addition, the Greens are the declared favorites of the public law broadcasting institutions. Both could make it difficult for the CDU slash CSU and the SPD to mobilize their voters. Alright, so equality and fundamental human rights is the next pillar strongly affected by the global pandemic. It was on 11th March 2020 when the World Health Organization declared the COVID-19 outbreak a global pandemic. Throughout the year that has followed, European governments have introduced a wide range of policies in the name of COVID. These policies have often taken shape as emergency measures interfering with rule of law and democratic principles and impacting human rights. And they have disproportionately impacted marginalized communities and certain individuals in society, raising profound challenges with respect to laws of non-discrimination, the right to seek asylum, data protection and the right to an effective remedy and fair trial. In Germany, especially the right of freedom of movement has been debated a lot since the outbreak of the virus. A wide majority of member states of the European Union have reintroduced temporary controls at their borders, with a dramatic impact on Schengen and free movement. Moreover, citizens' freedom of movement has been restricted radically at local, 
regional and national level by measures adopted to fight COVID-19 as movement of persons raise the risk of contagion. When it comes to freedom of expression, media freedom and freedom of information, concerns have been raised in relation to some national initiatives in the EU aimed at criminalizing fake news. In Italy and Czech Republic, journalists were prevented from obtaining information from health authorities or information documenting law enforcement operations. Death threats were received by an investigative journalist in Slovenia, for example, after he made a request for access to information to the government and was attacked by certain media. Furthermore, almost all member states of the EU have adopted strict measures drastically limiting freedom of assembly. Finally, most member states of the EU have suspended asylum procedures. Concern remains on the situation in centers across the EU, and some governments are actively addressing the situation. The situation in Greece remains under observation with the Commission supporting national authorities in addressing the COVID-19 emergency. Portugal has decided to temporarily treat migrants and asylum seekers as citizens to make sure they can access health services and France decided to extend for three months the validity of foreigners' residence documents. With all these essential human rights being disrupted by COVID-19, we must not forget that the right to life and duty to protect life is the major human right which is being affected by the pandemic. According to a UN policy brief on human rights and COVID from April 2020, we are combating COVID-19 to protect the lives of all human beings. And invoking the right to life reminds us that all states have a duty to protect human life, including by addressing the general conditions in society that give rise to direct threats to life. States are making extraordinary efforts to do this, and it must remain the primary focus. All right, well, we have come to the end of today's episode. I hope that you could take in some relevant and interesting information of this very brief overview on the impact of COVID-19 on democracy. Feel free to tune in for future episodes. We will discuss major impacts of COVID-19 on politics in different parts of the world and provide insight on the perspective of teens of other countries as well. Thanks for listening and until then, stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe to Spreading Pandemic Politics on the major platforms Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Spotify. And if you would like to learn more about the podcast and get additional information from our blog, visit our official podcast website, spreadingpandemicpolitics.com. Thank you.